turn to start go what i don't do songs or anything neither do i uh put me in coach <laughs> ready to podcast yeah all right that's how you do it a little, little pitchy yeah well i was unaware that i was gonna need to do that or i would have done my exercises <laughs> um hey everybody welcome to no worries if not with andrew tuning and oh aaron stanley yeah yeah very this cute this is us um, today, as a guest, I'm excited because it's one of my friends from college who has a cool job. It's Keith Mize, who is the head athletic trainer for the Kennesaw State football team. Hootie who, they're the owls. They're That's the owls. what they say. He uh, t- teaches us a lot about our own bodies and also the bodies of college students and how he helps keep them together. Yep, and he felt my ankle when I did my weird popping thing and confirmed that I need a lot of professional help. Yep, in addition to the uh, many medical professionals that have told Aaron he needs surgery, Keith also seemed to believe that. All those people, though, were remote, and he put his hand on my ankle and said, go get help, you're going to die. Yeah, I think he said... Which meant the world. Yeah, yeah, what a nice guy. Yeah. Um, But it was fun. We got to talk to him all about uh, what it's like to work with college students and deal with their injuries and their parents and their doctors. And it was uh, just something I didn't know a lot about. And now I do. Also, some some current events, which we don't get into a ton. But, you know, CTE, uh, the whole Tua situation down in Miami with his his brain is just grits now because they're just slamming him in the ground for fun. And then they're like, hey, go throw another pass. And he's like, I can't see. Yeah, they're like, well, that shouldn't affect things. And so we're like, Keith, what's going on down there in Miami and South Beach? They're letting this guy turn to grits. Yeah, we got to talk to a subject matter expert when it comes to that stuff. He's one of the guys that's on the sideline trying to figure out, do we let this person back in? And um, it's just really fun, really fun to talk to him. We also talk about some fun college stuff and memories and all that. Yeah, I I do also want to tee it up, just make sure you get to this part. Uh, He sleepwalks, funny, sorry. Yeah. And... uh, the other part, he hallucinates different animals that are attacking him. <laughs> Basically, his dreams end. His dreams end, but then he wakes up and the dream is still happening. So he, in college, we, you, we'd be like at an Airbnb for like an away football game, and all of a sudden you just hear him yelling, and it'd be like, "What animal was it this time?" That's and, so funny, and he's so nonchalant. He's like, "Yeah, Tuesdays are jaguars. He's so normal. Fridays are cobras." But he chill. has this crazy thing about him, and he's super open about it. And he jokes about it. But we're like, "Is it getting better?" He's like, "No, <laughs> I've just learned to live with it." I thought it was a college thing, and I was like, "That still happened?" He's like, "All the t- all like, the time." Oh yeah, happening right now. <laughs> there's a there's a gorilla on you. There's a condor on the TV. Yeah, crazy. So, uh, but he's uh, one of the, my favorite people. So it's fun to have him. Um, and yeah, what's been going on with you this week, Aaron? You know, uh, something big has happened to both of us, and if you're a longtime listener, uh, I'm sure you're already bracing yourselves for this. Yeah. The Braves. Our, if, if our <laughs> listeners aren't already Braves fans, they actively root against the Braves so that we will shut up. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Too bad. We're going to be good for a long time. We're going to be good for a long time. We keep locking up the core. We're going to keep saying we. We, because we help them. We help them a lot. Aaron, well, Aaron actually does. He makes them hype songs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you gonna do I did that? last year. You gonna do that this you year? You know, I thought about it, but I wasn't sure about the division. It felt weird to make a hype song about a wild card winning team, and I wasn't sure. I'm on standby. If we make the World Series, I'll drop another banger. Oh wow! So your standards have gone up for what it takes to for them to get a song for. Yeah, because we're always good. Yeah. Now, um, I do say I I, I I wrote a lyric. That wild card, you make my heart hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hated that so much. I was just um, trying to help. But I feel like you'd like this one. I was talking about the bullpen. I was like, here comes uh, McHugh and Mentor, Iggy and Jansen, make you take a seat like you walked in on Chris Hansen. Oh, nice. That's great. You get it? Yeah, it has a little pedophile-ish thing to it. Yeah, but, but it, I say that about the bad guys. Yeah. Because Chris Hansen and To Catch Predators. He's like, the good guy. Why don't you take a seat? 
I, I have like, your chat logs, you know? Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm the little girl, actually, that you've been talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're very excited about the Braves. We're actually going to the game tomorrow, game one. Yeah, we got hooked up with some tickets from podcast fans. Uh, yep, former guest. Shouts out, Colin. <laughs> More like our friend that plays. Yep. Uh, so we'll, we will report back on that next week. I'm sure everyone is so excited to hear. Well, yes. <laughs> but also, the Braves, because of the scheduling with all the West Coast teams and the fact that the Yankees are always going to get the primetime spot, the Braves are tomorrow, a Tuesday, are playing at 1 p.m., which to most Braves fans is terrible news, but to Aaron and I, who usually are not doing anything at 1 p.m., <laughs> it was great news. So we get to go to the game, do that, and then we get to go do our jobs at night. And our job tomorrow is uh, my first ever haunted house. Yeah, we're going tomorrow. To do a video for Andrew's dad's church. Yep. And I'm... Not kidding. I am so scared. It's a, And it's up in like way outside the city, too. It's going to be like a country haunted house, which is going to be even more crazy. I is feel that, like. It's at the Coming Fair, which yeah. if, if you're not from here, that is a real town. Yep. Um, it's And I'm, I'm impressed that it's a church video and we're going through a haunted house. Yeah, we've come so far. Because in the first couple of emails, they're like, maybe we'll do like the fun house. And we're like, that's not Just like, And then we'll pretend to be entertaining. scared. Yeah. But uh, yeah, our, our, our friend... Angie sent that email, and I was like, I read the email and got scared. You're scared. I'm one of those people. I am legit terrified of this. So, should be some good content. Yep, we'll be in the haunted house, and uh, see what happens. And the so. Phillies are going to be in a haunted house tomorrow, too. Go Braves, yeah. dude. Man, the horrors, Come on. The horrors of Max Fried's yeah. curveball. That's it. Um, yeah, fun day for me tomorrow. I'm going to the Braves game with you. Then we're doing the Haunted House video. And then I'm going to do a show at Limerick Junction. So I was telling Anna that today. And she was just like, do you know that you have the best situation? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a pretty good Tuesday. I thought she was going to say, do you know you have a wife now? Yeah. <laughs> do you know that I'm going to be... And we're going to be hanging out work. from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m.? Yeah, pretty good Tuesday. And then uh, Wednesday, I fly to Reno, Nevada for a show okay not just for solo vacation yeah i thought i'd just go to reno solo now that you have a family you got to destroy it with gambling yeah i'm gonna develop an addiction to gambling but not even in one of the good places no for Oof, one of the uh adjacent vegas vegas adjacent what's the who's the show for it's a church in reno whoa they have apparently nevada has churches i bet so. those churches work double hard out there it's a new state for me yeah they probably a sure lot of do. services to scrub they have slot machines in the lobby i think <laughs> and they? they have them in the kids areas Sick. so they can get started early um yeah it's a state i've never performed in and i keep track whoa. of my states and it's become less frequent that i can cross one off because i've been such a busy boy yeah and, where's uh, your map you usually have the map in I here i have the map but we put a tv where the map used to be so i gotta find a new place for the map yeah, Andrew's go-to joke when people get here is I go, all the pins. He goes, look at all the... These are places no, where well, I... I try to wait for them to say, what do all those dots mean? You know, these are places where I've, I've kissed girls. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. very funny, and they're like, no, that's not true. And he's like, that's Huge not true. Huge joke we do. Um, so yeah, very excited about all of that. It's going to be great. Good. Well, uh, how about you get us... Get you some extra gambling money and read the ad yeah. for today. If I'm going to maintain this lifestyle, we got to earn... Earn some sweet bucks. And, and quick reminder, just to, to tee up our sponsor. Thank you to our, our big sponsor. Uh, Keith uh, works in, you know, college sports. Okay. Yeah, is this going to apply to that? Maybe I'm a little so bit. I'm so excited. You guys know this about me, but I'm a big foosball guy. You'd know that if you'd seen me shirtless, seeing as I have a big, awful tattoo on my chest of a foosball player kicking a foosball into my belly button. <laughs> I love foosball so much that I want to make sure you turn... you. Tune into the College Foosball National Championship this weekend. 80,000 drunk college kids packed into a stadium trying so hard to see what's happening on that goofy little table. Two nerds, the pride of their weird small schools, battling it out via rows of little impaled guys with one club foot kicking a little ping pong-sized soccer ball. It's perfect. Elijah Bradshaw from Utah's Institute of Agriculture of Life. Utah's Institute of Agriculture of Latter-day Saints goes head-to-head <laughs> against Vermont, in- <laughs> Vermont Incel Academy's Porter Jenkins this Saturday. Catch all the action on ESPN 73, 
starting at 5 <laughs> 5 a.m good luck elijah and porter may the best virgin win <laughs> um sports, wow, sports dude yeah. it's, how can you not be romantic about foosball how can you not be romantic about foosball <laughs> um did you see that uh there was a video uh the other night of they were checking uh, Joe Musgrove for foreign substances while he was pitching yep. and the umpire was having to basically like dig his finger into his ear and I saw somebody tweet how can you not be romantic about baseball <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny um, that was one of the best ads we've had in a while thanks thanks to whoever wrote that to whoever wrote that um, I loved it because I actually do love foosball that's a big uh, in Wait, college do you actually yeah and it's funny because Keith is our guest and we were in a fraternity together our big thing at the fraternity house is we would have foosball tournaments tell me you're a christian fraternity without telling me <laughs> yeah you're we hey they got pretty we said some bad words at that foosball table Whoa. so it got pretty serious blood and tears smearing the court cool um no we played a lot of foosball and it would be you probably think of foosball and you think it's one-on-one but we play two-on-two so there's there's a hand on every stick Huh. Um, okay. And so you play, so people would specialize. They'd specialize. College is a time for experimenting. It is. And we did. Um, and, but you'd specialize either as a goalie or as a, a, ta- a forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cause you'd either have the two in the front or the two in the back. Um, and in fact, actually, after college, my friend Martin and I, who you met at the wedding, uh, entered a foosball tournament in Atlanta, in Atlantic Station. Interesting. Yeah. At a, out, at a bar? It was at an Irish pub. Oh, yeah. And they set, out a, set up a bunch of tables on their patio, and they had referees, which were pretty unnecessary. <laughs> Just making sure nobody spins, I guess. <laughs> yeah, oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're not... If you're ever wondering... If you're ever playing foosball, you don't spin. You got to keep your hand on it. got to keep your hand on it, and you really develop wrist strength by doing that. Um, I'm sure you'll all... Pro- we had many methods of that. Um, <laughs> anyway... We Martin and I entered a tournament at Atlantic Station, and we came in second Whoa. out of maybe like three twenty something teams. Oh wow! It was a series, and in, in the semifinals, it was best two out of three games to eleven, I think. And we played against this husband and wife, and the husband played in the actual World Series of foosball. I know you made a little joke about it in the ad. That's but oh, it's, it's real. a real thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Very real. And there's also a comic, a comedian that's like competed at a very high level um i wish i could remember her name i'll think of it she's very funny um but we went in this tournament and we we beat this guy and his wife and he had been in the world series and i think that they were so upset that they might have got divorced because we beat them who was who was upset are they both so mad they were both there's so much tension between them you could, they weren't going to have the fight in front of us but you could feel from before to after their relationship was permanently changed by oh no Mar- Martin from the goalie position he could he could fire it from the back corner and score really yeah yeah, yeah. that was our specialty was he, when they're least expecting it he'd he'd score from the back row wow. and uh and we got him just enough times electric then, but then we got to our heads and we lost the championship to a father son combination a lot of family. Uh, <laughs> a lot of family and foosball frat christian frat dudes yeah we were the only non-related pe- people on a team but um we got a cool t-shirt very cool yeah i had no idea you were such a big foosball guy that yeah. was, i that was completely made up from our sponsor yeah so uh get at me if anybody wants to challenge me in foosball you better watch your watch yourself and it I is got it skills amazing um that you got married <laughs> yeah i hope anna doesn't listen to this one she doesn't know about any of this good for you um, but yeah, anything else to discuss? Uh, nope. It is time to get into the goodness. Let's get into it. So we're going to talk to my friend Keith, the head athletic trainer for Kennesaw State Owls football team. Please enjoy this conversation with Keith Mines. No worries if not. Keith Mines. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. You are my friend, my real friend. Real friend, yes. Real friend, and finally one of my friends has a job cool enough to warrant inviting on the podcast. I'm honored. Yeah. Have you had no other actual friends on? I feel like you've had several. My brother came on. That's not a friend. Uh, Comedians don't count. It's a good point. 
they're friends, but not they're you know they're on because they're comedians. Yeah, I've had a few, but I guess I guess Keith is your first. Yeah, we've had all of Aaron's friends on, so <laughs> finally somebody interesting enough. Keith, what is your official title at Kennesaw State University? I'm the head football athletic trainer. So. The head one. How the many assistants one. do you have? Uh, I have one full time assistant that's totally devoted to football only and then i have a a full-time assistant who is football split with women's lacrosse and then i have one football only intern i love it that's a that's a funny internship to have on your resume which says football only intern (laughs) (laughs) that probably comes up in the interview so you never get called over to the other ones what do you mean like other sports say eight dudes snap their femurs on the gymnastic court that's not what you call it (laughs) or they're like no he's just football don't talk to no. them, or do they call you? Every, every team's got their own athletic trainer devoted to them. So wow, yeah, I, I don't have to deal with that as much. But like when I was at Wofford, I was football and women's basketball, so there was a little bit of overlap. So I had a little more responsibility there. But what all colleges and schools have you worked at? Um, so I was a student at uh, UT Chattanooga. So not a full time job, obviously. But when I was getting my master's, I worked with their football team, uh, wrestling. And then I took an internship at Wofford, and then I came to Kennesaw State from there. Okay, love it. Before we get, I have so many athletic trainer questions, but before we get into that, my favorite memory with you from college, we lived in the fraternity house together. Mm-hmm. And this is fun, Aaron, because you know all the people in the story now after coming to my wedding. That's true. Um, our friends Nathan and Bennett lived <laughs> together in the fraternity house. And in the fraternity house, we didn't, no one really locked their doors was kind of the thing he's like open door policy it's because christian fraternity yeah because nothing bad was ever going on so we just kind of left the doors unlocked especially during the day maybe at night you'd lock them just so nobody can get you Mm -hmm. um but nathan girls yeah i wouldn't want any girls to come in there (laughs) you'd stay above approach um but nathan and bennett would lock keep their door locked all the time whether they were in there or not and so we hated that about them um so I don't remember how this came about. You can help me fill in the gaps, Keith. But we got access to a master key that somebody had. And we decided that we were going to scare them as, as bad as we could as punishment for them having their door locked. Well, they made a, they made a real big deal about it. And it was it was well known, and so that they kind of brought it on themselves. I'm going to put it on them and less on me. Um, but they had a uh, they had a spare, so they had their own key for each of them, and then they had a spare that they would like hang right inside the doorway when they would uh, go to the shower. Like one of them would just take the spare. I don't know why they wouldn't take their own, but they took the spare. So it was like hang. I think it was hanging on the inside of their doorway. And I want to say I want to say it was when Ingo was engaged and uh, we were doing the lathe that one night and so it was <laughs> so much more information than anybody needs exactly but. so uh in that scuffle um i think we managed to get into their room there was a fight in the, the hallway there was a, that yeah. distracted everyone so that keith could steal snuck the key. in stole the key it's a lot went, like prison went, a little bit you stage a fight to distract the guards so that you can go get the extra whatever how, yeah how sharpen many, your shank all that mm-hmm. yeah. how many rooms were in there 17 you should know this something like 17, that 18 yeah. so, so i got the key and then i made a copy for every room in the house uh, <laughs> that's right you and, got a copy of their key and made copies and i think i think room 14 still probably has a key in the ceiling um, where I stashed it away, but regardless, uh, had the key ready. Um, and then we were just trying to figure out a way to get them one night. And so, uh, there was one night when they, they go to bed at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock. That's an exaggeration, but they were in bed early and we had something going on. I can't remember what it was. So they were already in bed. So I go, it's probably like 11, maybe 12 o'clock. I don't know. It was dark. Um, I go into their room quietly very quietly unlock the obviously unlock the door go and i don't know i don't know what my plan was but i just sat indian style on the floor i don't know why these rooms are the size of a closet yeah Mm -hmm. bunk bed situation and so i'm sitting there and i still really don't know what my plan is at this point and then i think i just like turned my flashlight on my phone on and i just screamed at the top of my lungs just bloody murder screaming as loud as I can both of their heads just pop up and I just keep screaming I had the light on so they couldn't like get my face so they just had this bright light and I just screamed for like just noise you were saying no words just scream as if he was having his arm cut off I mean the most like high-pitched upsetting scream and and they're both on loft beds so they're up high how high to the ceiling 
I mean, they have. If you do a full you sit up, you, you hit the ceiling. Yeah, you would hit the head. Yeah, yeah you'd hit your head. You'd, okay. you'd, you'd hit the fun. ceiling tile. So I just see both their heads pop up, and I didn't. I didn't want to risk it because I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if they were going to be fight mode, what it was going to be. So I just got out of there, sprinted down the hall, and we were really all just in the like hall. Hit, we yeah. all just shut our doors, and. Nathan and Bennett both said that they were so scared they couldn't fall back asleep the whole night. So they didn't know it was you? Then? I, I don't... I think I told them eventually. Um, that night, I don't think they I did. don't think... I think they, they suspected, and I think people probably hinted, but I don't think they ever fully knew until I outright told them, like, when we graduated, I guess. I don't know. The best, be the best pranks are the simple ones. And sometimes just sneaking into somebody's room in the pitch black and screaming bloody murder at the top of your lungs will do more damage oh, 100%. Than, than something yeah. creative. That's very good. So My old roommate would be on the inside of the house on all fours and just run at me like a dog <laughs> around the corner. Go, and it, every terrible. time, I knew there wasn't a dog in the house, but I would like... <laughs> I, oof, I I darkened some some inner pants for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's uh the simple crazy loud stuff. Yeah, gets them every time. So I feel like I just wanted to introduce everyone to Keith with yeah. that story. Well, that's good. And that's the big the detail there was y'all went to college together. Yep. We did all know each other. Yep. And Keith doing stuff to people was a little bit scarier than everyone else because Keith was known for having like hallucinations and stuff. So people always thought Keith might be able to snap and do damage. Yeah. So. That made it even what, scarier. What, uh, what kind of hallucinations we're talking? So <clears throat> I guess the best way to describe it is it, it, I've always been a good sleepwalker, like very aggressive <laughs> a sleepwalker. Good, a good sleepwalker. <laughs> very talented, yeah. Like my, my dad has a lot of stories from when I was a kid, just like he would be awake and I'd just start roaming or he would walk into my room and find me doing something like climbing walls or whatever it may be. Uh, climbing walls? Climbing walls. Yeah, like if I watched Spider-Man, you could guarantee I'm climbing the wall that night. Um, stuff like that. Like and a, so, like yeah, I've demon. seen so many horror movies that start like this. <laughs> and so, um, I guess in high school, I don't know if you can want to call it progressing, but, um, it started to be where I would wake up and whatever I was dreaming, I would see, like, it would be playing out in front of me. Like, so if a good example, I went and stayed with my brother at Auburn when I was, uh, in high school and, uh, we're, <laughs> I'm sleeping on the floor in his room and I wake up in the middle of the night and there's a tiger in the room and so naturally i freak out a little bit and so i can't get out the door because he's blocking the door the tiger is and so the only option for me is the window no the the third floor so i I start like ripping curtains down uh luckily i guess they had a suicide problem at the apartment complex because all the windows were nailed shut so i couldn't open the window and so then i'm just like i gotta get out of here jump over the tiger run out into the living room and then I guess it slowly starts clicking like this isn't happening. And so then I just like quietly go back in there and he's like, you good? And I'm like, yeah, it was a, it was a tiger. It's We're good. We're good. <laughs> it's gone. And so that all happened as far as you jump. Yeah, you, okay. I jump over, get out of Got there. It. And then the next morning, my uh, parents come over there and we're trying to figure out why the curtains are the way they are. <laughs> and it slowly starts coming back to me. I was like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't know how the curtains got like that. And then we finally, like, I think I probably confessed to it eventually. But so I, I basically just like live out whatever is being dreamed. And so a lot of fun stuff comes from that. You have so many secrets. Yeah. Like with, with the scaring your frat brothers, this with your family, like I told them years later, but just ate at me enough for me to tell them. But, uh, but so when you have that backstory, I guess it, you, you're, adds a little anxiety yeah, to everybody Because everybody else. like, he's capable, he's not always in control of himself. So if he's the one screaming in the room, that's scarier because he might think that we are wolves or something. Oof. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's so terrifying. from time to time, we would hear a scream coming from Keith's room and he'd be like, oh, there's snakes tonight or something. <laughs> We'd be like, what animal was it this time? It's a lot of spiders, a lot of snakes. Yeah. You you know Mike Birbiglia, I'm assuming? I don't think so. I was, was going to bring that up. Yeah, Sleepwalk With Me is his, his first okay. big special, because that's very true. Okay. He didn't sleep with mittens in a, um, a sleeping it, bag. It was such a big problem for him that now his wife has to zip him up into a sleeping bag. Was he the one that like jumped out of a hotel? Yeah, he okay, jumped okay, out yeah. of the, like, I've heard that. Because so like, in. <laughs> yeah. there was a jackal. Oh, was the animal for him. Yep, and it was second floor. I think he was naked, right? Didn't he have to like walk in the lobby just <laughs> naked and bloody? <laughs> I think he was so hurt. I don't even remember if he could even go back in. Yeah. But, uh, you should listen to it. I think okay. you'll uh, resonate. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. yeah, they made a movie about it, too. Oh, did he they? has a movie called It's Super very good. Me. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you should have been the comedian, dude. I should be the athletic trainer. 
I don't know, but I think you're pretty good. I think you're pretty good, Andrew. <laughs> well, we'll say that it's because I can do comedy, not because uh, I would be horrible <laughs> athletic So training. bad. Yeah, your weird, frail body. Um, how Does it still happen? Where oh, yeah. are you at now? Yeah. Um, with it? Now it's less... Uh, I don't, want, I don't want to say it's less often, but I guess it's less traumatic. I don't know if I've just learned how to deal with it better, but like the other night there was like a taser on my toe. That's all I remember, and I felt it, um, and that was that was it. It just went away. It was just like my big toe was just vibrating. It was weird. It's weird. It's always weird. I don't know how to explain it. Are you scared that one day there really is going to be a tiger in your room, and you're going to be like, this is just one of my things. I'm totally fine, and I'm just going to walk through the tiger because it's not real, and then... <laughs> gone <laughs> i've never thought about that but i hope i'm not in that situation if this is a movie that's how you would die yeah would hopefully die, you so. stay with those big animals that are not around guys don't worry it's not real yeah but i feel like if you start dreaming about copperheads and black widows and whatnot you could get a little lax and actually die <laughs> yeah yeah it's the ones that could be real yeah. that have to be the toughest because you probably realize it's not a real jaguar faster than like that's not a real snake that actually does live in this area it's true so yeah it could be a doctor yeah um, <laughs> well, I'm glad you've gotten, you've figured that out. Yeah. I mean, you're very successful and seemingly healthy. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. By the way, I don't have a dog. Well, that's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> then who's been who's nuzzling been my little, crotch? Who's been licking my leg? <laughs> um, well, thank you for letting us talk about your mental health so <laughs> openly. So there are many, many listeners. Um, speaking of animals, the Kennesaw State Owls. Mm. That's your employer. Hootie who? Hootie who? That's what is that say. what we say? That's so, what we is say. that on some merch? We got some hootie who stuff? It's probably on something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fighting owls, not fighting regular owls. owls. Sure. Right? Yeah. Are, are uh, they the, officially the fighting owls? I don't think so. There's owls. I, I think it's just owls. And they don't do the eye thing? Yeah. Yeah. No. Anybody on your team ever been so injured they could turn their head all the way around? <laughs> no. No, thank goodness. Yeah, what would you do? I'm just kidding. Um, what is it like to be an athletic trainer for college sports? I would, I mean, it sounds like you just walk into work every day and sometimes it'd be nothing and sometimes it would be the worst time imaginable. Yeah, well, uh, that's how, that's how like practices and games are. Like, like I was saying when I walked in, like Monday practice is usually pretty light, but I mean, you have days of the week where it's a triage unit over there, but, um, everything else like that that's really just like a two-hour period of the day um but throughout the day it's obviously you got treatment rehab all the guys who are banged up you're working on throughout the day trying to get back out to practice and games but um it's exciting because there's always you never know what's going to happen something new could happen literally every single day there's something different that could happen um but it keeps you on your toes but it's it's exciting because i mean you grow up watching sports and actually being involved in them and being on the field for it, it's a it's a rush and it's it's what you've always wanted to do kind of thing. So it's pretty fun. Yeah. Is it all? Is it mainly reaction to injuries and things, or is it precaution? A little of both. Yeah. Um, so a lot of, I mean, obviously, like the ankle taping and things like that. We, there's a lot of preventative measures that we go through and prehab and things like that. Prehab. Um, mm-hmm. Love that. But I, in the moment, it's it's. All reaction. That's the only time like fans it. see it. You know, someone happens, these yeah. guys run out there with a the towel and they're yeah, you just don't yeah, see the like, other oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I guess they have been down there the whole time. Yeah, they've just been waiting for something to go wrong. Right. But even even that reaction is stuff that you've you've trained for and things like that. So like when you see people putting guys on a spine board or anything like that, like that's something you have to practice and you have to know who's doing what role and what situation and things like that and what the plan is, the emergency action plan. We go through that every year and just make sure everybody's fresh on it um, just so you don't have a catastrophic event and things go sideways. Have you been football for the last many years like always specialize in football or mm-hmm. you bounced around yeah so I, i've always i knew i always wanted to do football and so i've with athletic training it's really um you start out doing what you want to do so if you want to work in the nfl you start out doing nfl internships if you if you want to work whatever sport it is you got to start getting experience in that sport because if you want to work at the higher level they're going to look at people who have experience in those levels so Working as a student at Chattanooga with football specifically helped me get to a football internship with Wofford, and having all those years of football experience stacking up just leads to the role I'm in now. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I feel like we have to ask, what's the worst injury you've ever had to deal with, like on the field or in practice? Uh, Everybody always asks me that, and 
I, I feel like I need to just start keeping a log of everything because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll always be like, oh yeah, I need to I need to remember this because this is definitely the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, that's a good way to uh, comfort the athlete. It's like, oh, I'm going to talk about this on podcast, dude. You're so hurt. Yeah, I had um this year actually we had a knee dislocation which is different than just the kneecap popping out of place. It's the entire knee just like shifted completely out of place, which was new for me. Like bends the opposite way? Not really bends, but like if your legs are like this, I know people can't see me, but... Um, He's going knuckle to knuckle. It was like this. No, yeah. going no, knuckle basically, knuckle. basically stack, stack your fists on top of each Got other instead it, of yeah. being in line. So if you have a joint like this, it's just Ugh. out of place. So a, instead of a straight leg, it looks like a lightning bolt. Just yeah, right exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ew. <laughs> um, so that was pretty new. We've we've had to put people on spine boards in the past, which is it luckily never didn't turn into anything like catastrophic, but it's scary in the moment for sure. Oh yeah, but. Uh, I gotta ask uh, about the Tua situation. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure yeah. you you've watched that the last couple weeks. Yeah, so we were all really surprised about the whole like letting him go back to the in the Bills game. Well, I guess we should say what happened. So basically, I didn't watch the game, but Tua, the quarterback for the Dolphins, got hit mm-hmm. in the head pretty hard. Um, was- so in the bill, the Bills they played the Bills on Sunday, and he got hit, pushed backwards, and slammed his head on the ground. Okay. And he got up, he grabbed for his head, then he got up pretty quickly, and then immediately just, he was wobbly, and then he stumbled forward, and he was being held up by teammates. He came out for a little bit, and then they put him back in the game eventually. But you watching were like, surely he will not come sure, back. Yeah, in. that's what you'd think. And then they, they classified it as a back injury. Uh, and then... Back of the brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the back of the skull. Yeah. And then on Thursday, they played, um, I guess, the Bengals. So he had a quick turnaround, only four days. And basically, similar thing, he got sacked again, slammed down backwards. And this time, he went into posturing, which is why his hands were going into all those... It, lo- it looked like West Side yeah. gang so symbols. So up. it's a sign of a concussion when your fingers start to do that, that? That's a sign of a traumatic brain injury, yes. Oh, gosh. So a little bit more severe. So so that's like a symptom that could only mean that, pretty much. Correct, yeah. And so when he went down, his hands went up to his head, so I thought it was like him grabbing for his head like he did in the Bills game. But then when they zoomed in and you could kind of see what his hands were doing, you, you realize it was a little more severe. Um, and then you start to ask more questions about the Bills game. How did he clear all those steps of concussion protocol? And you start to wonder what the process was. And so we're not on the field, so we don't know the conversations that were had. So I try not to be too hard on people when I'm not in the room, but it's very suspicious and kind of concerning, especially with another event that soon after. Because they say that all these teams now have these independent doctors mm-hmm. that are review any head injury doesn't go to the team doctor it goes to this independent doctor that should not have any reason to try to rush them back into the game mm-hmm. but they had that guy look at him and now that guy has been fired correct <laughs> so yeah it's a bad situation all the way around um, yeah, so what go ahead. No, no go ahead go what ahead. are concussion protocols you always hear that they pass concussion protocols like say I just bonk the wall real quick yeah. What would you do before, is it, before we let Aaron back on the microphone? Is it like a sobriety test? You're like, look at my finger. That that's involved. Um, there's a lot of different things you're looking for. You're looking at like eye tracking, whether it's a, like if you're following my finger, if if you're moving your eyes smoothly across, or if it's kind of jumping as it's going, or it gets to the end range and it starts jumping a little bit more. Um, that's something you look for. There's a lot of there's a laundry list of symptoms that you're looking at, um, and in the moment they can be experiencing a lot of them, and they might calm down or they might resolve quickly um but it's something that you kind of got to keep tabs on there's a lot of memory tests balance tests lots of things like that computer tests that we do um and we, we get a baseline as soon as guys come in every year we re-up the baseline tests on um, a computer test as well as a balance assessment and then we compare post-injury if it's the same or different um, and nfl i'm sure has similar but also different protocols for what they follow um, i'm not familiar with those as much but um, then once they start feeling better and you, you monitor symptoms as they go throughout the weeks and once they start getting better, then you start putting them through a gradual return to play. And if they have any setbacks or anything pops up, symptoms come back, then you set them back a day and let everything resolve again and try to go step by step and make sure they clear everything with no issues before you let them get back. All right. That makes sense. That was an amazingly good, thorough answer. Thank you. That was almost like you've been asked that before. <laughs> yeah. He kind of does this. You I've know? done it before. Is there? Is there... <clears throat> 
I mean, not, not for your team specifically, but is there that pressure from coaches a lot of times with, and not just concussions, but any injury to say, is he clear? Are you going to clear him? Is, I mean, is that a dynamic that's difficult to manage for people in your job? Um, it depends. Uh, usually I don't get too much pushback on head injuries. Um, our coach is pretty good about that. Um, some places you'll get a lot of pushback. Um, a lot of time, the only pushback I'll really get is when, because it's such a subjective thing, right? Like you could punch me in the face right now, and if I don't want to go do something, I could say I've got a concussion. Like, I, I, oh yeah, I have this symptom. I've been tested for this, so I know what to say to get you to hold me out. Um, so if we got guys that are doing that, and then the next day I'm coming out of staff meeting, and a coach grabs me and it's like, here, look at the play that. Come watch this play that he got hit on, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, nobody touched him. Nothing happened. Like we're just making things up. And so that's when it gets dicey. But I can't ignore what the kid's saying, and I can't ignore evaluation. So it's it, that's when it gets awkward. But still, it's I don't have too much pushback because coaches kind of understand the situation we're in. And it's changed so much in the last mm-hmm. five to eight years, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, Thanks to Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. All right. Concussion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and also Junior Seau, right? Yeah. There, there's been a lot of uh, CTE cases. Yeah. Um, and I think Vincent Jackson was a recent one. He was a wide receiver for the Chargers and Bucks, And um, he recently, I don't know if it was suicide or just passed away, but I think they said he had CTE and um, Aaron Hernandez, I guess. There's been a lot of cases that are starting to come out, but yeah. unfortunately I don't think they can really get a look and see what level they're at until they pass away, which is tough. But oh, I, don't, I don't know how long it's going to, if they're going to find new ways to evaluate that or what. Yeah. Has that always been on your radar or is it, you know, us not being in that industry? I feel like it's the last five or six years. It feels very new that we've known about it, but have you always known about it? Well, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm not that old. I haven't been around yeah, for yeah, that yeah. long working in it, but, um, what, 10 years since you've been studying, right? I, so I graduated and I got my master's in 17. So, oh, so all right. not long at all. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's always been a sticking point, I guess, like from school and every everywhere I've been, concussion has been a big deal because I guess around like that early 2000 teens, I guess, that's when concussion was, the movie was coming out and all this CTE research was starting to really kind of get a foothold. Um, so yeah, it's always been on my radar, and but I don't really think it's, it's definitely picked up speed since 2010, I guess. Yeah, got it. Um, knowing you being an expert in bodies, mm-hmm. Who do you think would win in a fight, me or Andrew? Yeah. Hmm. Andrew, I know, I know, I know we're friends, but I think Aaron might might have you beat. Uh, just because he's a bigger guy than I th- me, I think it's, he's yeah, got it's more endurance. Yeah, yeah. But I think if we're like in an octagon, it'd be like you can't uh, run away. <laughs> remember in Game of Thrones, where that guy fights the mountain. Yeah, I feel like it would be that style of fight. I think Andrew would where I really would, really pester you for a little bit, but, but once you really have to like close in for the kill, you can just smother. eventually yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. smash my skull yeah. through my eyelids. Yeah, like in that like yeah. uh, the Oberons. Yeah, that's who I am. I'm yeah. Martel or whatever. Yeah, the more, yeah, yeah. There you go. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, and you're the, strong, the strongest man alive. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's a good question. I'm glad I, I was just always. I was trying waiting for the right guest to ask that too. Yeah, there's you always know. one way to find out. 100. After <laughs> after the podcast, are you gonna ask Keith to look at your ankle? I got questions. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron has a busted ankle. He needs surgery. Should says. we get into it? Yeah. Oh. Let's see if he can help you. Okay. Uh, December 2020. <laughs> okay. Uh, on a ski trip with my now ex girlfriend, uh, and I was. Me and her were the two good skiers there, all her friends. And we would take them up. They were scared to go on a blue, you know? So we'd mm-hmm. go like one-on-one and I'd go down with them. Uh, dude kind of cut me off and had to turn quick. My left leg stayed uphill. You know, with the ski boots, it, it prevents you from like snapping your ankle. But I was pretty sure. Nothing. To- I, I heard a pop and I was like, I think I broke my ankle. Ski patrol came over. They were like, we can get the snowmobile up here. And I was like, I can ski down. Almost skied off a mountain. It was the most pain I've ever been in. Because of the greens. You, have you skied? Yeah, yeah. The greens, you know, they're like go hard left, hard right, just mm-hmm. barely. And I could not turn right. Oh, no. So I was just pizza ink screaming because it hurt so bad. I just go right to the edge of a cliff. Oh, that hurts your like, ankles too to do the pizza thing. You got to like put it on so your bad. knees. Yeah. So fast forward the last year and a half, I can pop my tendon out around my bone just like right now. I can do it yeah. a lot. So it's not good. Have you gotten like x-rays, MRIs, anything like that? No. But he did go hike for like 100 miles in Spain a few months ago. 
Yep. And it How was that? bad, very bad <laughs> on my ankle. The last like four days, it would take probably three hours to kind of unlock. So I, I was just limping heavily until eventually I like, once it opened up, I couldn't stop and I'd have to finish the like 15 miles a day. Mm. It was very bad. I know I clicking ankle sub subterior sublaction, ulterior sublaction. Is that a thing? Sublaction. Uh, That's just what I've seen on WebMDV. If, uh, if Aaron was an athlete under your care, would you let him play? If he if he was functional, would you let him fight me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah, you, he can fight with this. Hands. Might change your answer because Andrew knows to go for my ankle. Well, <laughs> yeah, I do know you're weak. You literally an Achilles heel, basically. Yeah, yeah mm. I've uh, I know a couple people in the in the industry, you know, and they've they both said like you need surgery, hundred percent. Yeah. Not good. Well, I mean, if that not to get nerdy on you, but if if the tendon's like snapping over. Oh boy, Wait. we're doing a full evaluation. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll narrate this you if you guys that? need to leave the mics. Or are you popping it in and out? Yeah. I'm glad I can't see that mm. from. See? Yeah. It's not supposed to do that. Keep, no, it's not. Keep, <laughs> keep this smiling in the way that only someone who knows how bad it is yeah, can smile. Yeah, like, mm, mm, yeah. Yep, that's what I was hoping it wasn't. All right. Well, that was good. That was very validating for you just to be like, that's bad. Because <laughs> yeah. it feels bad. It's not the worst thing I've seen, but right, it's, right, it's right. not supposed to function. It like doesn't that. feel good when you feel hurt and then somebody who knows is like, you shouldn't really be hurt. Yeah, so, you're, I think you're fine. Like, what? Sometimes you no. go to the doctor and you want them to just justify how bad you feel by telling you, oh, yeah, it's bad. You're like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. it feels better, even though it's bad news. I got my blood work done and I asked, I was like, am I drinking too much? And they're like, you look fine. Like, Come on, dude. <laughs> like, oh, if you were to tell me, <laughs> you gotta step it up. <laughs> it's like uh, one guy in our fraternity used to, I don't know if this is a joke he got on the internet or not, but he would say, he, he said he went to his annual physical. And the doctor asked him uh, if he smoked cigarettes, and he said, uh, "I only smoke when I when I drink." And the doctor said, "Well, how much do you drink?" And he said, "I smoke." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good, pretty good. Um, what is it like, Keith, working with college athletes? I'd imagine there's a lot of personality and all types of different. Some kids are trying to go pro. Some kids are just trying to get through school. Like, what is that like for you? It's it, so. When I was a kid, I always thought like, when I grow up, I'm going to be like the cool adult who who gets everything. I am already that's out of the picture. There's no chance. Like, I can't keep up with anything they're talking about. I have to like they'll say some type of slang word, and I just have to get a translator. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's fun. It it keeps you. I guess it keeps you young and like in into things and you're not just getting old crusty and just out of touch with everything. So it's fun to be around guys who are chasing a goal, a dream, whether it be a championship, NFL, a degree, whatever it might be, um, and just kind of getting to know their personalities and what works with everybody. And um, uh, it's frustrating at times because you forget that they're still like 18, 19, 20-year-old kids who are not going to do half the things you tell them to do. Um but again, it's it's a it's a fun population to work with, and um, th- there's still a lot of energy, and so th- it's it, there's never a dull moment, and it's fun. I, I enjoy it. It's it, there's never a dull moment really, and um, that's probably the best part about it. Yeah, you're up to date on all the newest music, I'm sure. Mm. So much good music. The, the stuff we play <laughs> at practice, I I've gotten really good at tuning it out. It is awful. Whatever new rap is is mm. not for me. I, I know I've heard. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the the men's national team, soccer team, mm-hmm. just talked about like who the best rappers alive are. They said names that sounded like straight cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was so funny. You lose, I have no idea. You lose track so fast. You, you take your eye off the ball for like one minute, and next thing you know, it's like all those people you like are like vintage. Not, right? Yeah. I, I've heard that. I've, I've seen people on TikTok being like wearing vintage jeans that they were their like big sisters from the <laughs> mid-2000s. It yeah. hurts. Yeah. Brutal. Um, you told me this once you will, part of your job is you go to doctor's appointments with the athletes, right? Like that's what you're doing a lot of the day, just mm-hmm. going to the doctor with them. Like, like you're their parent and their kids basically <laughs> yeah. like, cause you have to be there cause you, you, way you explained it is you, you can't trust them to tell you accurately what the doctor is telling them. So you have to go hear it from the doctor. That's the scariest part is, so for instance, I went to an appointment with somebody two weeks ago. And uh, his his mom came with him, which isn't uncommon for a parent if they're local to come to an appointment with them. But it was like 
everything they asked, he, he didn't even answer anything. It was like the mom was just telling all the information, filling everything out. And was, he didn't do anything the whole time he was there. But yes, when we go, we can kind of translate to the student athlete, like what the doctor is saying a little bit better. It Usually they're good about explaining it to patients, but um, if for some reason they don't get what they're saying or what the implications are, um, it's good for us to be there so a doctor doesn't say one thing and they hear something completely different or they just miss it. And whenever they come back to us, they start telling us all these words that they can't remember. And, oh, I think he said this. I think he said that. It's just for clarity's sake and just so we're not just guessing at what the plan of care is and how we communicate it to coaches. And they're telling coach one thing, I'm telling coach another thing. It just turns into a whole ordeal. So, yeah, we try to have somebody go to everything. I don't go to as many anymore um, just now that I'm – uh, at the level I'm at, I, we can kind of delegate that a little bit better just because a lot of things happen on campus that I need to be around for. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah, that was something I never thought about. So yeah, I guess somebody just has to go to the doctor with them like they're little kids. Yeah. Yeah. We used pre-COVID, we would go into surgeries with them at times too. And that was always a Whoa. interesting experience. Yeah. Just seeing how the sausage is made, I guess. Yeah. That is, that's weird to go watch somebody's surgery. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen a surgery? No, not like that. I, mean, like, I just always think see, of the Seinfeld episode where they accidentally throw a uh, peppermint, uh, what are they called? Little peppermint candies. In the body? George, George actually, he's in like the gallery because it's like a medical student thing and he's eating, uh, dang it, what are those called? The little peppermint chocolate. Doesn't matter, York. I guess. Junior mints? Junior mints. Oh, okay. Eating junior mints, and uh, George accidentally throws one, and it goes into the guy's wound. <laughs> and nobody sees it, and they seal it up, and they have to decide if they're going to tell anybody. Did that, did that ever happen to you? Never seen that one. Yeah. Never seen that. <laughs> all right. Um, remind me, which all sports over your career have you worked with other than football? Um, even going back to being a student? Yeah. Um, well, so when I was at Auburn, um, USA Team Handball, had their handball. Uh, yeah, I forgot. They had their, I guess, headquarters based at Auburn. I don't know if they still do or not. Um, but my spring, senior spring year, I uh, did a little internship with them, uh, which was, I had no clue what was happening, but uh, picked well, it up. First of all, you don't even know how the sport works. Exactly. Yeah. Had to, had to learn a lot. Um, but it was fun. It was, it was pretty interesting to even know what, I didn't even know that was a team or a sport or anything like that. So um, I worked with them for a little bit. Um, and then at Chattanooga, I was with football, wrestling, um, and then a lot of high school stuff. We pretty much any high school sport you can think of. And then since then, it's just been football and uh, women's basketball for that year at Wofford. So rank them from uh, highest maintenance to lowest maintenance. Athletes or body? like the athletes? <laughs> oh, football. like like football. 100%. Football players yeah. are more high maintenance yeah. than like women basketball players or handball players. Yeah. So working with women's sports was it was different. I didn't know how what it was going to be like. Um, but w- this might not be true across the board. But at least with my team, there they're much more coachable and they're not as hard headed and stubborn. Or this team wasn't specifically. So it was a lot easier to deal with them than. Um, some of the football guys, but like football is such a high maintenance sport in general, just because of the demand of the sport, the contact and what, what they have to go out and do. Like you can, you can play basketball at a non-contact practice a little bit easier than going out and full pad football practice. So, um, I don't know. Football, football is also a production as well. Um, especially at the division one level, there's so much that goes into it. Um, every game's on TV. There's always so much behind the scenes going on. So football is definitely a high maintenance sport, even if they don't want to admit that. Yeah, I believe that. Handball rocks. Yeah, I would like to learn about handball. Yeah. And I can't believe the United States team's headquarters is in Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. Or at um, least was. That makes sense. They all have some random city there. Yeah. Cheap rent. Yeah. But uh well it was because of I guess Auburn has a really good biomechanics department and so they worked with them a little bit and won the bid, whatever it was, to get them to come there. But I don't know Wait, why, why why is biomechanics like the kinesiology department at Auburn um had a was really big into research so they would work with like arm angles and oh, throwing mechanics okay. and just like coaching them up through stuff and so um that was a big Auburn could do research and Team USA could have the facilities and whatever else they Got needed. It. Okay. Um, but I don't know why Team Handball is not a bigger sport in America. It's like everything that we did outside as kids. 
Yeah. Right? yeah. It's basically, you got a soccer goal, you got a ball that you just pass to people, you dribble it, you can have contact, jumping, throwing, all of it. I don't know why it's not a bigger deal. Is it like water polo, but on a field? Essentially, yeah. But a smaller like on, on a court. court basketball on a court, court. Yeah. okay. We did yeah. it in middle school for a while. Really? And I loved it. Yeah? So I've always, yeah. And it sounds like, awesome. It's great. It, uh, there's like a, you can take like, three steps and then you have to start dribbling it or something like that but the ball also has like grip on it so it's like pine tar so it's not you're just dribbling a ball and it's easy so when you see guys throw it they're like flicking their wrist with it too it's it's, it's, yeah, it's so strange oh cool so like you'll you'll have guys jumping from like the baseline and you have to throw from outside of a line so guys are jumping over basically what looks like a three-point line and they're just hurtling people and throwing it as hard as they can putting spin on it so it'll bounce in or whatever else dang yeah Sounds awesome. Yeah, it is awesome, but I guess the United States just doesn't care about it. No. Do any countries? Is it it's big in, it's where is huge it big? everywhere else. Really? The stat that they told me when I was working it was the rest of the world, it's like top three. What? Which I, blew my mind. I don't know if that's factual or not. It might not be the case anymore, hmm. but obviously soccer is number one. And then it was like maybe like volleyball or something like that was up there, but... They said it was top three. So interesting. That I'll seems like something that the handball the, people would say. It's those old countries that you know that it's like, like football is huge here because I think we're we're a newer country. Yeah, you know what I mean. The, the yeah. stuff that they could play, a, we don't a have thousand like a years ago with a ball and like yeah. a. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense to me that they would love that or like volleyball. Just have a little wall and hit it over it, and that's the sport. Yeah, lacrosse was invented here, but then that was kind of like the the Native American thing, I guess. Yeah. They have those what field hockey sticks and whatnot. It's kind of. Yeah, I always thing. heard they would play and like the field would be like miles long, and it would be like a scavenger hunt. Ew, slash, sucks. And the ball was a skull. I don't know if any what are what true. are the worst sports? What sports suck? Yeah, who's the worst? If you get like the Olympics, maybe you get like you're like what are why do people do that? Um, <laughs> this might get me in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I've had um, one beer by the way. That sounded like I had a lot. Which women's sport beer. is it? Um, I will say, I Andrew, will, you don't, people don't know you like we know you. You can't just say that on the podcast. This lives forever. They know me. Um, I will say track and cross country is a sport I will never work. Um, and then I'd say a very close second, not to be sexist, but women's lacrosse. They, it's like men's lacrosse, but they took out all of the things that make men's lacrosse good in the rules yes you can't hit people well they don't even wear full helmets because they they can't make contact they can't hit like they'll get hit with sticks and things like that but there's no like full body contact i don't even know all the rules that they eliminated but i don't know any other sports where they alter the rules so much that it changes the game because it's a it's a completely different game it's a lot slower it's a lot um just less exciting to me and that might just be me but um, I wonder why. That, I mean, I'm assuming yeah. the athletes didn't ask for that, and it was some. I'm sure it was body some, that, some man probably yeah, that was like, probably. "Well, they can't handle the contact, so let's give them little face masks instead of helmets and make the rules." Yeah, but weird. like you think about it, soccer it's the same for both. Basketball, like there's subtle differences, but it's the same. The rules are the same. Everything's yeah. the same. Yeah, and I think ice hockey is mostly the same. There might be subtle differences, but you're not changing the entire game, and that's what yeah, essentially that's good... what they did with women's lacrosse strange yeah i, I mean guess baseball boxing combat sports all the exact same yeah. weird baseball softball are different sports i guess but same that would same be same essential rules for sure yeah yeah you're huh. sliding in hard you're yeah. diving collisions just the, the pitching the pitching yeah. is the, i guess the yeah, yeah honestly softball might be more exciting than baseball if we gave it as much attention it probably yeah. would be yeah. yeah it's much faster pace it's like it's baseball on a pinball machine yeah and like yeah, that's true. It's closer, harder it's to hit so it far. Close. So you just hit it hard and close and fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should get into that. We uh, when Keith and I were at Auburn, they would give each of the organizations, and mostly the Greek organizations, the ability to earn blocked seating for football games. And the way to earn the best seats was to attend the most sporting events that no one would want to go to. So you would get points for going to like the tennis tournament or the swim meet yep. or whatever. And so we went to a bunch of like softball games mm-hmm. and like golf stuff and yep. like stuff that like we normally wouldn't have gone to. And it was interesting because I remember going to the women's softball games and being like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like well, I never would have come just like decided yeah. to come check it out. But yeah, and, it, and that was back when it was it was painful to go to Auburn basketball games, too. 
Yeah, they would give us points to go to the men's basketball yeah. game. You're so bad. Yeah, it was so, so bad. bad. Yeah, I was in rough. a situationship with a Georgia Tech softball player for a little bit back in the day, and so <laughs> yeah, I got to know that whole team. They're great. We'd go to a bunch of games. Super fun. Everyone's yelling. You know, they're doing chants and stuff. Oh yeah, the, the, the fans are. I just almost said audience. The fans are so much more into it. <laughs> yeah, like well, in the dugout, or, the organized. The stuff. players are doing it in the dugout yeah. too, doing chants. Yeah, wild. Yeah, is there a lot of hit by pitches in softball? I don't know. I feel like it would I, hurt, hurt more. Well, the ball's soft, so I guess it is so soft. Wait, they're so close, and they throw it so hard. Yeah, I don't know. Um, do you ever run into any trouble with athletes not being honest with you? Absolutely. Is it more like they're hurt and they're saying they're not, or they're not hurt and they they're saying they are, or just like? Um, there's a little bit of both on that, but usually if they're hurt and it's something that they need to be held out for it's going to be painfully obvious like they're not going to be able to show me that they're able to function and do what they need to do um we will get a lot of guys who will say they're hurt and they just don't want to practice that day or something like that that is a thing but i'd say the most like dishonest stuff is like when guys just neglect to tell us things so if they've had something, we'll get guys who are like, oh, yeah, this happened four weeks ago, and now it's really bad. And now it's like, okay, well, now we've got to go see a doctor. We could have managed this four weeks ago, but now you've let it go on so long, and we have no clue what's going on. It's hard to do anything about it. So that's probably the more frustrating thing. But, I mean, day to day, yeah, you'll get guys who are just, I don't want to go today, and they'll find something, and they know the right things to say, and it's your hands are kind of tied on some things. Yeah, we like to ask all the negative questions because mm-hmm. it's fascinating. What's like the maddest you've been at a student? <laughs> at you a, know, at, like at, or at an athlete? At an athlete, I'm, you know, I, I, I don't want to get you fired. I don't. <laughs> I don't really get too at fired up. Yeah, <laughs> right, Wofford. Right, right, I don't know. I don't. I don't really get too fired up. I'm sure I could. Yeah, think that's back good. That's and, good. I mean, I guess if there's like mutual respect there and no one's doing anything awful. Yeah. Have you ever let somebody get injured that you could have stopped because <laughs> oh, you hate them yeah. so much? No, it's good. No. Okay, he's nodding his head. C- yes. C- no, because that uh, <laughs> that'll because uh, then it comes back and that's more work for me afterwards. Yeah. Once they get injured, I'm still taking care of them. So if I can prevent it, then yeah. yeah. Has there ever been a kid that you just that sucked? Oh god! Yeah. Like concussion yeah. protocol, you're like, oh, he was good. Sick. I think but he was. Not, I think he his, was already this dumb. <laughs> yeah, his brain is soup. We, we have had we have had some where it's like they take their baseline test and it gets flagged as invalid just because they're not bright enough to do it correctly. It's <laughs> brutal. It's it's tough, and, and it's and, and we'll get guys who will get a concussion. They go back and they take the test, and we compare it to baseline, and it's like. Well, their baseline was already pretty bad, so they don't yeah. really have much wiggle room there. Um, but Dude, yeah, I remember freshman year at Auburn, I had like a entry level class with, uh, and there was this big lineman in there who was he'd wear his you know his athletic stuff all the time, yeah. so it was very easy to tell he was a big old football player. And I don't remember what class it was, but I remember there was a point where the professor was asking people to read aloud. Which already tells you it's not a oh, good no. co- not a good college when the professor's <laughs> right. like, let's take turns reading aloud. Oh, popcorn. No. I don't even remember what class it was, but it was his turn to read aloud, and oh. he couldn't do it. That's tough. He couldn't read. That's tough. So it's tough to test that guy for a concussion, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Man. How do you even establish what would be worse than that? That's wild. Um, yeah, I felt terrible. Yeah. We were just like, stop making him try. Like, it was so painful. Oh. Okay, positive question. Okay. What is your favorite part of your job? Is it like, you know, working with uh, students, creating a positive impact on the future generation? Um, I would say... Winning? Well, winning is always good. Um, True. Game days are obviously like the, the biggest rush, and that's that's why we do what we do is the game day stuff, but also being able to see... Um, we get guys when they're at their lowest, right? They're they're injured. They're not able to do what they want to do. They want to play football. Yeah, that's and when wanna... you really get to know them. Yeah. And so then being able to get them from their lowest point and getting them back in and like knowing that you played a part in that to help them get to what their goal is because we're just support staff. We're not we're not coaches. We're not players. We're we're there specifically for medical stuff and to be able to get them. Uh, and and play a part and contribute to the team, contribute to their success. That's really, it, it, it makes it worth it at the end of the day. Yeah. 
That's, that's awesome. Very cool. Now, what, what would you tell, you know, a kid? Like, a, I'm sure you've had people ask, like, I think I might want to do this. Like, what, what do you tell them? Like, I would do it if you're this kind of person or whatever you say. Well, th- then my cynical side comes out too because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's a lot that goes into it. Like, you got to be very patient. You got to be ready to work mind-numbing hours. Like, I got to work at 5.45 this morning. Gosh. And I got here, what time did I get here? Eight o'clock? Yeah. And I was right from work. So, like, you got to work long hours. But if you're trying to put a positive spin on it, just anything where it's usually people who want to go into physical therapy. Mm-hmm. who don't want to work with the 80-year-old woman who busted her hip. And you're seeing the same hip replacement every Gross. single day, <laughs> right? Uh, and you and you want to see something new every day, like we were talking about earlier. It's something new every day. So if, if you're active and you want to be in an active environment where anything could go wrong at any point or everything could go great at every point, you never know. Um, but you always got to be prepared for whatever is next. And so um, starting off in a medical field, um, it's, it's different. You're not in a doctor's office every day. It's a doctor's office outside. And so it's, it's kind of cool. So that's, that's the type of personality you have to have. You got to be willing to work and get dirty and do the hard behind the scenes labor and not get any recognition for it and deal with a lot of stubborn athletes, stubborn coaches, stubborn parents, whatever else it may be. Um, but knowing what the end goal is and, being able to keep that goal in sight is that's, that's the attitude you got to have towards it. I'm changing careers. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Let's go figure <laughs> no, it out. I'm not in. That sounds so let's, hard. Let's go touch <laughs> some ankles yeah. and some hearts. Um, I think we're wrapping up, but I wanted to ask, what is the, uh, what's the most dangerous play in football? What's the play where you see it and you're like, Oh, we might have an injury. It's gotta be a kick return, right? Is that a still kick it? return is pretty terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. but unfortunately for us, we run the triple option, uh, so I don't know if y'all have, are familiar with that, but there's a lot of cut blocking, which uh, is going for the knees. But the NCAA is slowly starting to work that out of the game of football, so they keep changing like a rule every year. Yeah. And in the past, like we would be able to cut block pretty successfully, which is basically just diving at people's knees and like cutting below the waist. And now they're moving that target zone up and up and up. So teams used to hate playing teams like us or the military academies, Army, Navy, they both run it. Um, And teams like that, teams are slowly shifting away from it. Georgia Tech was one of the big ones that shifted a couple years ago. Um, So cut blocking used to be like a a pretty significantly dangerous play. but More dangerous for your team or for the team you're doing it against? The team you're going against. Yeah. So a lot of times you won't see teams like Auburn, Alabama, Georgia play teams with... They won't schedule them. They won't schedule them because they know what they're getting into. They've got to practice all week where they have to get the scout team diving at their legs and they got to fend off those blocks. But now that NCAA is kind of transitioning that out, um, it's not as big of a deal anymore. So, Ooh, love it. And you see them doing the same thing with the kick returns. They keep moving the yep. kickers closer so that there'll be more touchbacks and less chance to return. But, yeah, I mean, even just as a fan, when you whenever I see – the punt returner. The punt returner's got to be the scariest thing. I mean, when he's catching it and you're like, they're almost about to hit him and I he know. hasn't called a fair catch. And, they're li- and he's looking straight up, so and, you know he can't. You can see some peripheral, mm-hmm. feel it, but he doesn't see it. Well, right I remember now. Ingo used to talk about that when he, when he was in high school returning punts. Yeah, one of our friends used to do yeah. that. Yeah. Because like, you don't get to look at the field and right. see who's coming down the pipe. But. No. And if I was doing that, I would call fair catch, catch before the guy even kicked it. Dude, 100%. I just, I just feel like I am not about to. Because every now and then you see it hits the guy's fingertips and then he just defense and it's fair. There's no flag. Yep. And they just knock his head they off. They just knock his head off. Because they're always right there. They're what, two yards, they're three yards, so whatever close. that bubble is. Oh. Right. right. They're well, waiting for it. And then they, um, I guess when I started at Kennesaw State, that was the first year that they made the rule where you could call a fair catch on a kickoff and automatically get it as if you need it in the end zone. So if you caught it at the 10 yard oh. line, but you called a fair catch, you get it on the 25. And so, like, the first game we played, opening kickoff, guy calls a fair catch, and we're like, this guy's an idiot. What is he doing? And then they put it on the 25, and we realized Uh, what the rule was. Oh, funny. That that is probably good, a good rule change, but there's something so exciting about that play, too, though, like, where you hope that they keep some version of it, because it's so fun. And, like, baseball, the collision at home, like, of course, they need to take that out, but it is exciting. (laughs) It was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're going to put you out of the job if they keep making this game safer, dude. Come on, governor. More dangerous game. Or whatever. Yeah. Let's keep it dangerous. Um, well, I think we did it. We did it. I learned so much. 
Good. We our favorite ones of these are where we learn. I feel like Aaron has some good direction for his injury. You go to the doctor. I now know not to fight him because I would lose. Yeah. The only and medical professionals I've talked about is like this. And they're all like, go get it checked out. Yeah. That's the opinion that everyone has given me. Yeah. And I haven't because I'm dumb. Keith, you said that you listen to the podcast sometimes, which we really appreciate. Now we know who the other two are. Yeah. Um, I'm one. Do you have an email sign off that you like to use for professional emails? Also, listening to the podcast does not mean he's gotten to the very end of all no, these. That's I, a good point. I, 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 you knew this yeah, was coming. He knows, okay, he knows yeah. what's up. Um, emails terrify me. I I get so much anxiety sending emails. I never know how to greet or end it. So I always end with thank you or yeah. thanks or some version of that. If it's a more serious email, I might do sincerely. But I'm, yeah, there's I'm a lot of medical weird. bad news. If somebody probably. died. <laughs> yeah. Are you emailing with like parents a lot? No. Um, luckily, if I was in high school, it would be a lot of parents. But because everybody's over 18, um, you don't have to. I don't have to, like, unless they put their parent on their HIPAA release form, then I don't have to deal with yeah. their parents. Yeah, because oh. I'm sure usually it's like, the ligament is severed. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best. <laughs> Best. <laughs> the knee is no more. Have a great one. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here, Keith. Absolutely. You, how can people follow you? Do you want them to follow you? Uh, Watch the team on come TV? To, come I, to a game? I'm not a fun follow. I'm, I haven't posted anything in years on anything. It's all like x-rays and stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> Would it be okay if we came to a Kennesaw State football game and made like a sign for you? Or sure. Something? Like, yeah. I feel like if we went to a game, we would root for injuries so we could see Keith in action. See, that's the problem. So I had to have a talk with my family about that. Um, when I was at Wofford, we played uh, Samford, which my whole family's from Alabama and a lot of my family's in Birmingham. So I had a whole section, a which, section. which in a women's basketball game, they don't get a ton of fans to start with. So it was my family yeah. and like a couple other people there. <laughs> it was like, whose dad is that? I think it's the trainers. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so... Uh, one of our girls got injured and she had like gotten stabbed in the eye, like a finger straight into the eyeball. Oh. And I run out there. And so when, when I'm going out on the court, it's a bad situation. And my entire section just goes crazy. <laughs> oh, no. And this girl's and, in pain. Exactly. And I'm like, we're going to have to talk after <laughs> like, this. All right. We got to work on making appropriate yeah. reactions. Yeah. yeah. We'll make signs that say like, Keith can help. So if someone gets tackled hard. Just hold it up. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, we, we stay looking very serious, stoic the whole time, just very seriously holding up the sign with a straight face. You do that, and I'll point at Keith. Just yeah, right that's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, okay. Or we could boo the other team's trainer. Mm. Is yeah. That a, do you have a rivalry with the other trainers? Is there like a media no. guy. To usually, usually we're pretty close. Like we have good relationships because yeah, if, if you're the visiting team and you have somebody in a bad situation, they're the ones who's going to help you out. They're going to, that makes sense. Yeah. They're going to help you with x-rays or hospital stuff or whatever it may be. It's like Jeep owners. What? There's always like wave or honk at each other, you know? It's just mutual Jeep respect. Jeep owners. What do you think oh, I said? I don't know what I thought you said. Did I, it sounded like boners. I heard what I heard what okay. Jeep yeah. owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. Yeah. I'm a, don't I, make me beep that. It's 58 minutes into the episode. No, we're good. Okay. We're fine. Um, <laughs> thank you. We, we will, we will sever this interview here. Thank you, Keith. And, uh, We'll see you at the game. Hootie who. Thanks for having me. Hootie who. No worries if not. No worries.